One Percenters, welcome back to another episode of the One Percenter Podcast. Thank you for joining me. I'll be your host today, like usual, David Nurse. Today we have on Shauna Bigby Davis. Shauna will not only empower, enlighten, and motivate you, but she will also teach you how to stop living in the web of the world's expectations. Shauna is a former co-founder and executive creative director of a very successful multi-million dollar marketing agency. But on her quest to gain success in the world's eyes, she also lost the importance of self-care and her own health. Now, Shauna is on a quest for learning and healing, both herself and mentoring others. A recovering stress junkie, autoimmune awareness vigilante, she is entrepreneurial and an imaginative leader in both expertise and creative business of helping others in their own ways and creating a much more balanced lifestyle. In this episode, Shauna goes in depth in how she is now helping others follow their passion, but not so that it takes their own life away and giving to others and pouring into others, but also making sure that you're always taking care of yourself and your own health. One percenters, buckle up. Here we go. Shauna Bigby Davis. Continue to talk about how you want to get into instead of just being behind the scenes and serving so much of how you want to be like the face of the inspiration of the autoimmune disease for women. And like, you're just a very powerful woman as it is. So Thank like you. I draw a lot of inspiration from that too. And knowing that you built multi-million dollar business, like if anybody in, in just like literally the world thinks about that, they think automatically, they think male, they think male, they think male. Yes. So your power in empowering women is like, is a huge inspiration to me even as a man, but Thank I know you. it's to many, many, many women uh, throughout the world. So how, how did that, like, how did that build? How did my business build? How did your business build? Yes. Uh, that's a really interesting question. So I worked at um, one of the biggest advertising agencies in the world. It was called TBWA, Shia Day. And if you're at all familiar with any of the Apple ads, if you're yeah. familiar with uh, Gatorade or Visa, um, this is where those campaigns come to get born. And so wow. I worked there for about a decade and then I got pregnant. And so when you work in advertising, it's already a male dominated industry. For sure, <laughs> for sure. Especially in the creative department. So um, there's something called a 3% conference and that's because of the women in the creative industry, we represent only 3%, yeah. um, especially at like a higher level, like a creative director, which is where I was at. Right. Um, so I knew that um, my, my life was dedicated to being there. And that meant, you know, 80 to 120 hour weeks. That meant getting on a plane and traveling somewhere. That wow. meant oh like God. being away from home a lot. And so when I got pregnant, I kept thinking like, well, how am I going to do this with a daughter? How am I going to do this with a baby? How am I going to do this with a family? And uh, ultimately what ended up happening is I had really, really deep postpartum depression. And yep. some of that postpartum depression came from... Um, losing my identity as somebody who is a woman in business and I was rocking it and now suddenly I have like a little person to take care of and also there wasn't as many accolades in that like when you change a diaper and you yeah. like check yeah. a box it's like not yeah. nearly as cool as like when you see one of your TV ads up on on the uh, screen for sure right? for sure so um, but then also I was just going some, through some like physiological issues so I spent a year at home and after spending a year at home, um, I went a little stir crazy. I was like, no, actually, I'm <laughs> yeah, not a stay-at-home yeah. mom. I'm a career mom. 
And what I really get inspiration from is like being creative and like doing and making. And so I I went back to work and I went back to work for about four months. And when I did that, I was like, oh, wait a minute. I'm still on somebody else's terms. Even though I wrote a contract and said what I did and didn't want, I'm still at the mercy of somebody else. For sure. And I said the only way that I could make this work for me, still being a career person and still being a mom, is if I make my own way. And so um, I met somebody else at that particular um, business where I was at for four months. And we sparked to one another. Um, He was very sharp, deeply analytical, very entrepreneurial. And so because of that, we were just sort of like spitballing one day. Well, what if we did X? What if we did Y? And literally within like six weeks of knowing him, we decided to start a business together. Wow. Um, So we, we built it here in Venice. Um, and we decided on Venice because it was like the cultural hot spot, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is where things were up and coming. This is 2013. So it was starting to like get some buzz. Mm-hmm. And um, what we decided to do was focus specifically on small and medium sized businesses. And that's where we saw the biggest opportunity. We were like, okay, when you work for a huge agency, they focus on the Fortune 100 and Fortune 500 companies, right? The multi-million dollar sure. accounts, right? Where you're yep. pulling in like 700 million a year on a retainer. Um, one, we weren't going to start there. <laughs> yeah. um, and then two, we saw this like gap in the market. Like people were going for these teeny tiny little startups, right? Because there was equity to be had. Or there was like the really big, ag- uh, sorry, yeah. big companies. But there was this the huge section in the market medium-sized businesses that were being ignored. And we thought, well, that's our sweet spot. That's where we're going to go for. So we tailored our entire business around that. And um, and then what we did is we just, we, we literally just turned on the lights and um, we pitched one client um, and we got it. Wow. And <laughs> wow. that is a hugely, uh, it's, it's an anomaly because most people pitch and pitch and pitch and pitch and they don't sure. get anything. Right. Um, and we pitched one client and we got it. Um, and that basically started our business. So within um, the first year, we were on um, you know, fold-out tables that you bring to the beach. We had fold-out chairs. <laughs> uh, for it. three months, we used love my it. phone as a Wi-Fi hotspot and that's how we had internet, <laughs> right? I was like running up my data <laughs> through <laughs> nice. AT&T. Um, I mean, it was bare bones. We were really just trying to yeah. hustle. In fact, the first couple of months, we didn't even have a space. We, um, our wow. client had some additional space inside their office, and we asked if we could take Man. that space. I mean, we were, we were very crazy. transparent with them and saying, hey, we're just getting started. Like, yeah. can we do this with you? Um, and made that into a multi-million dollar business. Yeah. Bare bones, bringing your stuff to the beach and made that into a multi-million dollar business. That's amazing. Yeah. And so a lot of that was planning. Um, yeah. Like if you don't have a plan in place. Yes. And if yep. you don't have a good solid foundation yep. of what it is that you're making, um, then it could get confused. And But because we, we spent time in the very beginning, we put together a business plan and my partner um, is English. And so... Because of that, we had to get him a visa. And part of that visa application process is showing that we're going to be creating a profitable business. And we weren't sort of like, you know, a lot of times when you create a a business plan or some sort of pitch deck, it's like this, they call it the hockey stick, where it's like, oh, you know, it's going to be sort of like flat in the beginning. I'm not going to make any money. And then things, the trajectory is I'm going to make a trillion dollars in a year. (laughs) Like, it, it, they're not realistic. (laughs) So what we just set down is like, we were like, what's the most realistic plan? And like, how hard can we hustle in order to make it happen? 
And the way to hustle is to keep expenses low, yep. to be very smart about where you're spending money and when you're spending money, yep. um, identify where the roadblocks might be, um, and then create um, a plan that you can like execute on. When I say that, like we said, okay, we've got this first client, like where's the next client? So while we were working on that first client, we were already next, starting yeah. to think about where the next client was. Yeah. And then as soon as we got that second client, okay, great, where's the next, the third client? Yeah. Um, again and again, we, um, we kept just sort of like popcorning, we called it. We yeah. went from like the two yeah. of us to suddenly we had four employees, mm -hmm. and then 10, and then 20. And then we, at 24, we started to feel a little uncomfortable, like, oh my gosh, I got to bring home <laughs> a quarter million dollars a that's month. That's amazing. <laughs> to yeah. make overhead. Yeah. And at that point, uh, we were probably three and a half, four years in. Yeah. And, um, and at that point, what's happening is my health starts to decline. And yeah. um, the stress and the strain of everything was starting to really like take its toll on yep. me. Um, we could talk about that in a minute, but yeah. you know, business building, I think, has always been in my blood. I can tell. It's can um, tell. it's something. Um, I, how did you grow up? I, I grew up in the middle of the nowhere cornfields of Iowa, oh, well. so I didn't really understand business other than literally my dad's business that he worked for. Oh, okay. But so my like you having business in your blood is just I mean it's it's amazing because you can see it progress in your career and you hit on so many good points there like in in two different ways in a good and in a bad right like in the good like you show that everybody like no matter what your passion or your dream is like you took what you were doing for 10 12 years and turned it into what you wanted to do starting your own business and like a lot of people will start in some type of thing that they want and they'll get so discouraged because it's because it's hard like it's hard at the start you literally so have to grind i traveled for five years all over living out of an airplane to grind my start yes like people don't understand it literally takes 10 years to become an overnight success yes and you can't make those millions right off the bat but you stuck through it and you grinded through it right so that's the amazing part yeah. and showing that you can do it and showing that anybody out there that if you have that passion like you don't necessarily have to say like, okay, I'm giving up everything right now just to follow. Like you said, you had that, you had that one, and then you looked forward to what was coming. You had a plan. You always have a plan. You're not just searching. Yeah. But the bad, what you're getting into is sometimes, like I, I find myself doing this a lot too. It's like, I love what I'm doing so much that I pour into it so much yes. that I know I'm wearing myself thin. Yes. Like I'll have days on court. Like last year, there's a time I had 23 NBA guys in the gym, and I literally passed out on oh. court because I was just like, my body couldn't take it. My yeah. mind, my body couldn't take it. There's a threshold. There's definitely a threshold. It's finding that balance, but not the balance that you don't love what you're doing. Like there's, there's no balance for passion, but you have to balance and actually doing it. Yes. And it looks, and it sounds like that's what, that's what you figured out too with, with the autoimmune disease coming. Yeah. So l let me take a step back. Yeah. So, um, I, I hinted that I started getting sicker and mm -hmm. sicker. Um, I got to a place where I couldn't even operate. I couldn't get out of bed. Oh, wow. Um, and just slightly before that, I was taking like 9 to 12 Advil a day just oh. to really like roll out of bed. Yeah. It was it was getting severe. Um, I was having breathing problems. I was in emergency rooms. I was in urgent care centers for two and a half years in and out. I, they kept giving me uh, breathing apparatuses. They kept saying, well, maybe you need to go see another cardiologist, go do another like EKG. Um, Mostly what they were looking for is like, hey, how do we uh, how do we get you on some more RX medicines? Because they couldn't find anything wrong with me. And this was a long, long, long time coming. We had um, 
for, for 10 to 12 years, I'd been exhibiting symptoms of like something was wrong. Okay. And it just kept getting exacerbated as the business was getting more and more turned up, right? Like the consequences were higher. Right. I wasn't just working for myself or my family anymore. I was working for two dozen employees who depended on me for, you know, their mortgage and they depended yeah. me on for health insurance and they depended That's on huge. me. You know, exactly. Yeah. Like when you come to work every day, like you put your heart and your soul into something like uh, I, I wanted people to know that I appreciated them. And so I poured everything I had into my employees, into my mentorship. And it was at my detriment. So what was um, happening is um, as my health was deteriorating more and more, they just kept telling me, do more alms. Why don't you go and do some hot yoga? Yeah. Um, how about you take uh, some Wellbutrin? Here's a yeah. Prozac. Here's a Xanax. Yeah. Um, I mean, I had a stack <laughs> of uh, slips, you know, I for know. different... Um, head med medications, right? Yeah. Like, get your headspace right. But nobody once said, "Your your health is ailing, and we can't figure out why." Nobody ever said, "Hey, maybe it's um, like diet related, or maybe you might have some autoimmune issues." The only person that did was one of my employees, was um, also taking a nutritional degree at the same time. She was really into health and wellness, and um, she called herself the um, the Paleo Blonde. And she's a phenomenal woman. She awesome. is uh, uh, brilliant when it comes to nutrition and science. And she said, hey, she said it very flippantly. I think you might have an autoimmune issue. And my mind said an autoimmune issue is somebody who's got AIDS. Or, and yeah, and right. I'm so embarrassed to say that because I, I like to think that I'm fairly educated. But I, I knew nothing about autoimmune issues. Um, to me, an autoimmune issue was somebody who was waif thin, who was like, yeah. you could yeah. see uh, like visibly that they yeah. were like suffering. Yeah. I was fat, bloated, and gray. But that just because I looked like I was stressed out. Um, I, did, I was like, this, this doesn't look like an autoimmune issue, yeah. whatever that might be. Right. I did bring it up to my doctor, and she said... Isn't that cute when uh, nutritionalists play <laughs> play doctor? Oh, and man. because she was so flippant about it, I was like, oh, right. Like, I don't have this autoimmune issue, like, whatever. It wasn't until four years later when I couldn't get out of bed anymore um, that I was like, uh, I'm sorry, three years later when I couldn't get out of bed anymore that I was like, what is this? I, re I remember Grace saying something about autoimmune and I typed in autoimmune, stiff joints, who knows what else I typed in, right. um, into Dr. Google and it spit out rheumatoid arthritis and it said it was an autoimmune issue. And I'm like, wow, all of these symptoms look like what I have. And so I went to um, a nurse practitioner and I said, I think I have an autoimmune issue and I think it's rheumatoid arthritis. Can you help me? And she said, yeah, most likely you have that. Let's take a look. And that was the first time a doctor, and I'm not talking, I'm talking like, I'd seen like probably eight to 10 doctors. That was the first time any doctor said, yeah, possibly let's take a look at that. And the tests come back positive for rheumatoid arthritis, for Hashimoto's and possible celiac. Oh my gosh. And I look at these and I'm like, okay, well, what do they all have in common? Um, and what they have in common is um, diet and lifestyle are huge triggers for how they manifest in the body. And so, um, again, a little bit more Dr. Google. And, uh, and I find this thing called an autoimmune paleo diet. Um, my husband, um, we were dealing with one of the things was his uh, mother was dying. Mm -hmm. So he was back in Pennsylvania with her in hospice. And he tells me, he's like, I heard about this woman. Her name is Dr. Walls. And she put her MS into remission. 
um, using a diet. Mm -hmm. Are you interested? And I'm like, anything, yes. <laughs> so he ships me the book. I read it in the night, and the next day I'm on it. And my symptoms went down from, like, on the scale of, like, 1 to 10, I was hovering, like, an 8 or a 9 in terms of a pain threshold every day. That's amazing. Wow. Um, and then within, I'm going to say, like, five days, that went down to zero. Just from that shift, from what you started eating? Just from eating. Oh, my gosh. Yes. That's okay. So talk to us about what shift that you made. First of all, that's huge to be able to make that change because a lot of people just listen to what a common doctor says and just continue to pop pills. But it's not about it's not about the prevention or the recovery afterwards. It's about preventing it beforehand. Preventive. And that's yes. what I'm sure. I mean, like, I'm sure that's exactly what you're talking about as, as you now make this your mission to yes. teach people about autoimmune disease. Like you're not going to be able to see these type of diseases that you get until you get them. Yes. And that's when it's too late. It's too late, yeah. yeah. You can put them into remission. So, for instance, I've put um, my rheumatoid arthritis into remission. I'm managing my Hashimoto's, so I'm on half the meds now. I'm only on um, one thyroid medication right now. Um, and the celiac, I'm uh, on a completely gluten-free diet, and so that is managed also. Um, and I haven't had any symptoms. Wow. So, wow, um, just from food alone, you're able to shift entire way your body feels yes and literally how your mind feels i'm gonna say it's more than food so for yes. so it's a it's a five part Good like point. everyone likes to say like oh it's just food and yeah. then that you yeah, know yeah, and yeah. then and then you're healed um it's it's food it's diet it's hugging trees and i hate to say that's hugging trees but <laughs> it, is. it really is it's like getting out in nature like love and life yeah getting some sunlight yeah. like like feeling the wind on your back, all those things. Lifestyle. Lifestyle is important. Stress management goes along with that, right? And it's relationships. Relationships are key. Like people, it's, it's scientifically proven that if we don't have key relationships in our life, we have a lower life expectancy. So connecting yeah. with people and getting out there and talking and just having a coffee a week with somebody, like boost your serotonin levels, like to, uh, you know, like three, three X. It's amazing. Yeah. So food, food is important. Um, for me, and this was because I'm an A-type go-getter, yep. like I, yep. at all costs, I want to win. Yep. Food was an important part of it, but um, mental clarity on how I was talking to myself and how I was treating myself was more important. So um, during this time, I went through some um, leadership courses. It was a four-month intensive leadership course. And in that, you do a lot of transformational mental therapy, mindset therapy. Yep. And I think that this is instrumental in my healing. Food, absolutely, because this brought the inflammation down in my body. Suddenly, my body was able to like start to heal itself. It was able to relax. I was able to sleep for the first time in my entire life. It's amazing. I've been an insomniac, quote unquote, since I was 12. Yeah. No, I was just eating poorly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but thank you for hitting that point on the head. Like literally, who is the person that you talk to most throughout the day by far? Who is the person? Right now, it's my husband. How about who is a person that's not an other person other than myself? Yourself. Yo, oh, Your self talk. Oh, that's totally. everything. Isn't the self talk it? is so important. And the awareness around the self talk, sometimes yeah. you don't even realize it, right? Like, I, you know, I would forget to send a text or I'd forget to send an email or I didn't do something quite right. And I went through this barrage of, of just 
bad words and yeah. you know like just just self beat up and you know self i was beat up. yeah Great the self word. beat up was, was severe it's really big yeah and i couldn't get undressed in front of the mirror without like just wow. the ultimate self-loathing and my husband thinks i'm the most beautiful gorgeous woman in the world yeah. and i was like what the hell do you see in me like i don't <laughs> get it and it wasn't until i got through the mindset therapy that i was like oh my gosh like i'm a I'm a rock star. Like, <laughs> like I'm actually pretty cool. Oh my and, gosh! And I want to hang out with me some more now. Yeah. Yeah. Ever since I met you at Paleo, when we both spoke down at Paleo, like, you lit me up. Uh-huh. After I gave my talk, and I didn't know if anybody was even going to show up to that talk, you just came over, encouraged me, gave me a big hug. You were smiling. Going through the whole, like, you lit me up. That was an amazing, amazing experience because everybody had to take off their shoes and there were some people that had some <laughs> smelly, smelly socks. They, they really did. I kind of regretted that yeah, they took off the shoes. There was like, a lot. Right, we're going with it. There was a lot of meat and a lot of, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> MCT oil. Yeah. Oh, oh, my gosh. Yeah, there. we could talk about that for sure. But Pouring through people's pores, right? Yeah, like, coming a out. Bit, a but, little bit. Um, but the exercises that you took people through, I resonated so much with because, um, those so mindset therapy is really important but um i think what you do that's really cool is you do physical exercise that goes along with it Mm -hmm. so then it becomes muscle memory right and that muscle memory is actually easier for us to get to than like digging deep and going through the rolodex in our brain going like how am i supposed to feel when i do x right it's so because you're putting it into some sort of like visceral form when i do this action or if i do this swish i immediately remember like, oh, I'm I'm achieving a bigger goal, or I can get over anything that yep. I'm telling myself right now. Yeah, that's and that's what I've been doing. Like even with what I call mindset shifts. Mm-hmm. So they're little sayings that I'll have. That I'll write them on. It kind of sounds cheesy, but I'll write them on cards and I'll place them at different parts throughout my house. So when I wake up in the morning, I'll have one like right over my ceiling that says, "Today could be the best day that you've ever had." And then if that. I look at that, like. If, if I'm struggling to get out of bed, because even though I l- literally love every day, but sometimes I'll be like, all right, what are we doing? What are we doing? But then it puts me in that mindset, and it just reminds me, those those reminders that, that you have that self-talk, like it literally comes down to your perspective yes. on what you're doing yes. and what you're doing for a bigger purpose. Yes. I really believe if you have if you have a passion and you have a purpose in that passion bigger than yourself, no matter what you're doing, it's going to make a difference. And if you can change one person's life, the rest is gravy on top. It is my biggest pleasure to help somebody else identify if they've got an autoimmune issue oh, wow. and then give them the tools in order to help like their next step or put them on their journey. Because you've seen how much it's changed your oh, life. God, yeah. It's changed you night and day. I'm and a you, zealot. That's yeah, great. <laughs> you really are. Just like you on that on that horse picture, which yes, is really exactly. funny. <laughs> so now you're transforming from being a multi-million dollar business creator, a yes. brand just absolute like legend of being able to build brands to going and teaching people about autoimmune and how you can overcome autoimmune and being a spokesperson, being more vocal, being more out there in front. Like you said, you wanted to be behind the scenes because you're worried about perception and worried about making everything perfect. Now you seem like you're so comfortable in your own skin. Yes. You're willing to talk about this. You're willing to talk about postpartum, which yes. which is another topic, which is huge, yes. huge for women, which I know because my sister experienced, experienced it and no one wants to talk about it. Yes. But it's like that type of stuff that women need. Women need someone like yourself to just be like, okay, it's okay. It's okay to talk about 
your failures or your flaws. They're not failures and flaws if you're able to teach others and help others learn through them. Yeah, I think vulnerability is having a moment right now, right? Yeah. You know, Brene Brown has brought it to the forefront, yeah. and she's got books, and she's got this uh, yeah, right. Netflix special. And I think people are starting to embrace, like, if I am vulnerable with somebody, one, that makes that connection, which is important as part of that sort of, like, yeah. you know, cure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but in, a, in addition, like what that does is it shows you that you're not lo like lonely. You're not alone in this world. Like there's somebody else who is also suffering with the same thing. Yep. Right. Um, when I so when I found this diet, it's called it's called uh, an AIP or um, autoimmune protocol. And they call it a protocol because it's not just diet. It's lifestyle also lifestyle, and stress, et cetera. Sure. But um, there's, you know, a handful of bloggers who are out there talking about this. And, and I resonated with them so much because I was like, oh, here's somebody who's doing the same thing that I'm about to do. I'm about to go on my healing journey. And in, in, in talking to them, not talking to them, I feel like I'm talking to them because I'm just absorbing their content yeah. and commenting. But um, they, they make me feel like I, I have somebody who is in my inner circle. And so the more I can talk, um, especially to A-type personalities if I can talk to women who women is in particular like we have learned to put on mask after mask after mask in order to appease other people or to like fit in like I mean at a very young age this is what we're trying to do is sort of like oh you want to be polite right you don't want to look like a slut right you don't you, <laughs> you want to you want to look smart right it's you want to do this you want to look true. a certain way and so you're constantly trying to like change who you are and in doing that you create so many masks for yourself that in any given situation you can sit down next to somebody and you can, you know, like make them feel good. And while you're making them feel good, you're not making yourself feel good. Yep. And so what I'm about right now is like, especially women, I'm reaching out to women in particular, but I'm helping anybody who suspects that they might have an autoimmune issue or does have an autoimmune issue and put them on their wellness journey. So let's say you come to someone who has an autoimmune issue. Yes. What's the first step? Like why do people know they have issues and still won't deal with it. What, what would be the first thing? Let's say I have an autoimmune issue. You see it in my face. Help me. This is a really big struggle because uh, there's a few people that I'm working with and I'm chipping away at them. They have reached out for help. They want help. They want the coaching. Um, but they struggle because they're like, but I, I'm a working mom. I, you know, I have my own lawyer practice and uh, I'm also on the PTA and I like, I'm unwilling to give up all the things that I'm invested in. Um, so what I'm trying to teach is that it's not all or nothing. Like you can do 1% incremental changes. And this is how the 1 I, the 1%, yes. yeah. Way and this is how I like, I, re I resonate so <laughs> well with that because like a teeny tiny little difference every single day becomes a habit, right? And if yeah. you could make a small difference in the way you're talking to yourself, if you can make a small difference in the way you're eating, if you can make a small difference in the way that your sleeping habits happen, yeah. sleep is like pivotal. If you don't have good sleep, you don't have anything. 100%. And yep. I saw that you post on that. It's <laughs> yeah. fantastic because sleep is like the linchpin for no everything. Doubt. Yep. But um, so, so what I'm teaching them is like, um, Stop being an A-type personality who it's black or white, all or nothing. I have to go 100% in yep. and just take teeny tiny little micro steps. Awesome. And then together we're going to get there. And it might take, you know, th three to six months doing this. Yep. But nonetheless, like, you're going to start to see changes along the way. Yep. Um, that's really, really hard for A-type personalities. For sure. People want it right now. Yeah. Everybody wants the magic pill. And yeah. I will tell you, the magic pill <laughs> is actually changing your diet. Yeah. <laughs> Changing your diet, but you're the nail in the head. Changing your lifestyle, like yes. that, a lot of people say, diet, but it's got to be 
It's everything. I mean, it's and it's not hard. That's the thing. Like anything you're going to change, it's just about making those small shifts, those 1%. Like think about if I do something 1% today, tomorrow, the next day, it compounds. And even if I miss something, I'm still high. Like yes. you're going to fall off the horse a couple of times. But if you're able to understand that, like let's say like when I talk to people about eating healthy and they're like, man, I just had this this big cheap meal and I'm off. I can't do it. It's like the next decision is your next meal is your next decision. You don't beat yourself up for it. And what you talked about earlier, like beating yourself up for being sick or beating yourself up for if you don't perform to the exact level that you are supposed to be able to perform to. Like you got to be able to laugh at yourself. You got to be able to have fun with what you do. I, I love that. I have yet to really, really laugh at myself. My mom is great at this. Like mm-hmm. my, my mom is the best at this and I could really learn a note from her. But laughing at myself is has come hard. Yeah. Um, I'm starting to accept myself and love myself. And love I think it. the next step then <laughs> is going to be laughing at myself, yeah. which is really cool. Yeah. Um, but I haven't quite gotten there well, yet. Well, you're going to get there because you <laughs> laugh a lot and you smile a lot. So it's coming soon. You know, I, I want to touch on something. You know, one of the things that I had to do in order to get well was sell my, my stake in my business. Oh, that's, see, that's tough. This is good. Yeah. Because that's your baby. You grew that thing. It's literally like having a baby and then yeah. giving it up for adoption. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like raising it for five years and then giving yeah. it up for adoption. And when I came to that decision that I needed to let the studio go and that it, it couldn't be a part of my life anymore because that was causing some of that lifestyle and like stress problems on me. Like That was a huge morning for me. So, you know, we talked about depression, you know, with mm-hmm. having a baby, mm-hmm. postpartum depression. Giving up a baby was, I mean, sorry, giving up my baby. That's exactly what it was. Yeah, Yeah, giving up the studio took, it was a year-long mourning process. And I was ashamed, and I was fearful for what was next. And I was, um, I didn't tell anybody about it. I was very, very quiet about my exit. My employees knew, but for the most part, the greater public didn't know. Um, I didn't change my LinkedIn profile for like nine months, maybe a year. Yeah. Didn't want anybody to know. I didn't want anyone to know. I was, I was, I was devastated. And I think that most people would be like, cool. Like you built a business, you sold it like baller. That's what you're supposed to be doing. Right. Um, but there was a lot of shame in it for me. And again, that's that self-talk about, um, you know, you weren't good enough to keep it. You weren't good enough to solve your problems and keep the studio. You weren't good enough to do X, Y, Z. And that's what I've been working on, like forgiving myself for. Forgiving yourself. And, and letting it go and being like, actually, this is just part of my journey. That's totally cool because what I'm meant to do is get through this so I can help other people. Yep, yep. And like that actually now gets me so fired up in the morning, like that like springs me out of bed. <laughs> I know. Right? That's because you have purpose with your passion. Yes. And, it, and you know what, how it's helped you and you want others to help that too. So as much as you've always been a servant behind the scenes, you're still a servant, but a servant that is able to be seen. The servant is able to, you see your face and you're like, boom, okay, this, she's going to help autoimmune. That's, that's, that's who you are. Yes. All right, let's do a little activity here. Yes. So let's say, let's give the listeners five things. Let's say five things. If, cause if they're struggling with something, it could be like, cause everybody out there is putting on a mask of some type, whether they want to admit <laughs> it or not, everybody, like as much as I don't care what anybody else thinks and I'm going to live my life the way I want to, there's still like, I'm still, there's still presentation like presentation you still want to hit to get those likes on the instagram check those boxes let's say let's say someone's struggling with having some type of mask that they're trying to live up to let's give them let's give them five things 
Let's go with three. We'll go with three things. We'll keep it simple. Three things that they can do today to free themselves of it, to become vulnerable. What should we go with? I'm I'll build go, this with you. I'm going to do the hardest one. Okay. Um, and I think that this is truly hard, is get out of your victim story. Yeah. Wow. Good one. Um, and this is the hardest one because you actually have to recognize where you are telling yourself a victim story. Yeah. Um, and be honest with the fact that you're, you're there. That's super good. Um, but once you say, I am acting like a victim and these things are happening to me and they're happening to me for no particular reason other than the universe hates me. Yeah. Um, if you're always a victim, what happens is things will always happen to you. Yes. But if you take responsibility, I take responsibility for the fact that I made myself sick over the years by putting work and business and others first before myself. I take responsibility um, in uh, like toxic relationships that I engaged in. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um, once you take responsibility, you say, oh, okay, great. Now I can never do that again. Yeah. Or at least I have the awareness that if I get in that situation again, I can move on really quickly. Yeah. Um, so and you're no longer blaming others. You're no longer blaming um, yes. others. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, victim so story. Victim okay. story. Get out of the victim story, number one. Yes. Okay. I think, Great. Okay. Think number two. Um, I think you need to check yourself on your quote unquote healthy lifestyle. Okay. Good. So yep. I had a super healthy life. And I'm, these are air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. Um, <laughs> I had a super healthy um, food regimen. I ate quinoa bowls with edamame and... <laughs> yeah. um, you know, nut bars and the whole bit. But every single one of those things was bad for my body. And also I restricted my calories significantly. I'm like, I'm on an 800 calorie diet. Oh, wow. And what I uh, ended up doing is gaining 40 pounds. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's, I've, trust me, I know exactly what you're talking about that. (laughs) So, um, so check your, check your healthy habits, right? So a lot of times what we think is healthy is actually extreme. What we think is healthy is, um, you know, like, I'm going to do it even better. I'm going to do it harder. <laughs> <laughs> Sound exactly like me. <laughs> yeah. It's a really good point. Um, three. Okay. La- so, yeah, we got, we have get out of your victim story. Yes. We have check your healthy lifestyle. Like, yes. overly over the top is not always the best way to go. No, exactly. Having that balance. Yeah. Yes, um, like, extreme sports are yes. not helping you. Maybe, yes. like, take it, ratchet it down a little yes. bit. Yes. Like. Yes. If okay. you're if you're only eating beans, like let's, let's <laughs> yeah. take a look at that. Like people that are sometimes like that's what I say when people that are in ketosis. I think the ketogenic diets or that are you have to eat or like um, uh, what's the what's the meat one? Why am I why is the meat carnivore? One? Carnivore, yeah. Like you can only eat meat, but then you can only eat a certain type of meat. It's like it's great because it's elimination for a little while, but you, it's not. You gotta. I mean, you got to have a little balance with everything that you Well, eat. nutrient density is Nut- really important. You yeah. can't just eat no 40 doubt. items, period, and no. get all the nutrients and uh, vitamins and minerals you need. It's impossible. And yeah, <laughs> although I'd like to eat ribeyes every meal, but it's probably not the best thing. Um, I think it's hanging out with friends with a purpose. Nice. That's the third one. Um, so hanging out with friends um, to kvetch about their boyfriend or their wife or, like, whatever. Again, like, getting back to the victim story. Like, you're not there to empower somebody's victim story. You're there to say, um, this is what I need help with. Are you going to be my accountability partner in this? Right? And it doesn't have to be, like, a checklist of accountability. But it's, like, somebody who's there going to be uplifting you, somebody who's going to be your champion, and then you can reciprocate on that. 
Yeah, it's so good. I mean, think about your best friends. I think about mine when you just said that is the ones that challenge me, not the ones that are going to be yes men in my corner saying I'm doing everything great. Right. Like the ones that I know are going to hold me accountable. Right. That's so good. I've never actually heard that said. Friends and relationships with a purpose. With a purpose. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. Those three points, those are amazing. I'm out. I got I'm, no I just, more. And I didn't, we didn't prepare for that beforehand. That was off the top of your head. That's amazing. Yeah, wow. I, I'm going to say, I'm going to go one further. I'm going to say like. Give me four. I'm going to say get a coach. Yeah. Hire me. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, hire David Nurse because seriously, like he's going to take you to the next level. Uh, no, like get yourself a coach because they can see your blind spots, yeah. right? Like you can look at me and you can see all the tinsel and all the little bobs like hanging off of me that I can't see. In the same way, like I look at you and I can see your stuff, right? Yeah. And a coach, somebody who's going to be able to deliver that in like positive, in a positive way, in a way that offers you feedback that's actionable. Um, is really important. Your friends may or may not be able to do that for you because one, they've got a bias and then two, they want to make sure that they're like your friend forever. Exactly. A coach only has one interest um, at heart and that's like to better you. Yep. So I think that's... It's interesting. That's a really good point. It's interesting you say that. When I think of that, like a lot of my best friends are the players that I've coached. Mm. And because I've been able to give them honest critique and feedback where they know that it's not just me Yes, and I'm telling how good they are. Yes. That's a great point. And it holds you accountable having a coach. Yeah. Really good four points. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to ask you a few rapid-fire questions now before we wrap up. Oh, my God. I felt like that was rapid-fire. That was that was in-depth. <laughs> that was deep. Before we do, though, I want to just tell how, how we can all follow you, how we can support you, how we can follow your mission that you're on, because you are on a mission. Like, I, I say I'm never – have a job or never have a career but it's a mission and like seeing it just ooze out of you the light ooze out of you to help others through autoimmune like that's a mission so please tell us how we can follow you in any way anything we can do to support yes so two things uh so you can find me on shauna bigby davis and that's my at handle that's my website um i'm going to be posting some um tools i'm going to be gearing up all this um i'm actually in the in the process of creating some courses Nice. Which is going to be pretty phenomenal. Really good. Um, exactly. And so uh, that that engine is just about to turn up. Cool. So definitely follow me because there's some cool stuff coming out there. And um, you've got great Instagram stories, so definitely do follow. Oh, thank you. Um, I'm also starting a podcast called uh, The BS We Feed Ourselves. Oh, and yeah. this is about the food, the negative thoughts, and the limiting beliefs that we serve ourselves that don't serve us. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to be talking about food we're going to be talking about um getting over limiting beliefs very similar to a lot of the things that you dive into um and i specifically reach out to um hyper productive people and a type personalities because that's who i am and it's what i'm attracted to um because that is i think um the people who need the most service um so the bs we feed ourselves is coming out soon we'll be linking to that for sure yeah and then i and then because I can't sit still, I've got one other thing. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I can't either. I'm gonna start. Mo- I'm literally going to start moving here pretty soon. That's amazing. So I've got um, something called Insight Health, and it's an app. We're in pre-seed, and so we are currently looking for capital. Um, but that is Ooh, going nice. to be going um, very soon. It's, a, it's an app that basically uh, uses AI technology to take your blood results and turn them into stories. Wow. So you don't have to guess or, like, you know, wait for your doctor to sort of like tell you what an uh, isonophil and a basophil and a neutrophil is. Instead, we're going to tell you that you're having um, 
uh, an inflammatory response. Maybe it's environmental, maybe it's something you're eating, but we need to take a look at that. That's super helpful. It's super That's cool. really super cool. Okay, yeah. we'll, we'll definitely have people support that. That's really cool. Yeah. Is that on the horizon? How far on the horizon, do you know? Or is it just going to... So right now we are um, engaging in um, uh, licensing the technology to a lab and to um, a nurse practitioner. Awesome. And so um, definitely reach out to me directly if you're interested in either... Um, we're looking for doctors to help support us. Um, one, we want to get them into their practices. Um, and it's also for doctors, it's a revenue builder, it's a relationship builder. That's a pretty loud truck there. <laughs> <laughs> um, Outside here at the beach, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but in addition, what it does is it helps, it helps doctors to um, make sure that they, they catch everything. It's a safety net for, for doctors and in, it becomes an, advoca an advocacy channel for you as an individual. Like you get to understand your health from the inside out, yeah. which is really cool. Amazing. So um, that's probably, uh, like I said, we're in stealth, mo stealth mode. Um, we're in pre-seed. We're looking for capital. And so at the same time, I'm licensing to individual um, practices or um, to individual laboratories. And so we're beta. I'm going to say that it's probably like uh, six to nine months out before the public cool. starts to actually see it. Well, keep us posted because I'm going to be a test tube for you. I love I it. I to try it out. I love it. All right. Before we get rolling here, give me a quote or something you live by, something that you would write out on one of my mindset shift type cards that has something that's something that's really important to you, something that you, a mantra, something that you live by? Uh, there is something that I told um, my employees every single day, and it's something I tell myself every day, which is um, there's very little in life that can't be undone. Ah, very good. I like it. I like it, and it speaks to your story for sure. Yeah. Very cool. Okay, last question for you before I let you get out of here. What is your definition of success? Not the world's. What is a successful, rich, loving life to you? Oh, David. I'm going deep. <laughs> we don't go surface here, Shauna. We don't mess around. Uh, no joke. Um, honestly, I, so I've got a seven-year-old daughter. Um, awesome. To see her embrace herself fully and be very confident in who she is and unwavering in obtaining that, uh, whatever her, her dreams are, um, would be success for me. Because that meant that I was a role model for her, and I showed her how to be her best self. Yep, yep. So, like, first and foremost, my daughter. The best answer you could have had right there. Thank you. And then it just lives and breathes to everybody else that you touch and everybody else that you're around. Thank you. You're an absolute light. You've been a light to me. You've been a light to me and my family. Like, literally, there's amazing I love your, things. I love your parents. There's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> me too. But they, they love you. They ask about you all the time. <laughs> there's amazing things coming for you, and you're going to help so many people. Blessed to have you on this One Percenter podcast. Thank you so much. I am so, so much. grateful to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Big time thank you for joining me on the One Percenter podcast. Hopefully you took something away from today that you can implement into your own life, that you can improve 1% daily, pouring into yourself so that you can pour into others. And that's what life's about. Just living every day with the ultimate joy, passion for what you do, and overall confidence in who you are. Being able to live the life that you want to live without caring how others want you to live it. And if you want to take the next step along with me, right beside me in a community of one percenters, in a tribe of one percenters, check out David Nurse Academy 
www.thinkific.com. The link will be in the show notes, but what this is, is this is gets you registered to be part of the family, the one percenter family, taking the 29-day challenge where it goes in-depth, personalized, customized information and questions to me where I work hand-in-hand with you to help you optimize your sleep, your nutrition, your training, and your overall mindset, and literally to make you the ultimate one percenter. So check that out, davidnurseacademy.thinkific.com. Link is in the show notes. But really, that's that's only if you want it. That's if you want to take the next step. You definitely don't have to. I'm just super blessed and super happy to have you along on this journey with me on the One Percenter Podcast. And I'm always trying to improve. I'm always trying to learn. So if you could, leave me some questions. Leave me some comments. Leave a five-star review. That would be great. Or if you think it's a one-star, tell the truth on that too. But anyways, that helps me get on even more guests and helps us all learn together and grow together in any area that we can and ultimately that's the joy in life think about it if you can enjoy the journey enjoy the daily process enjoy the daily grind and not have to put your thoughts and hopes and and dreams and the expectations of others or what the world deems a success but just knowing you're waking up every single day on a mission on your purpose following your passion that's what being a one percenter is about that's what this podcast is about hope you all have a great week thank you for supporting the one percenter podcast go out there and do something for somebody change somebody's life if you change one life that is leaving a legacy the rest is gravy on top remember life is a journey enjoy it david nurse one percenter podcast signing off